Now, Dhammapada. Now, Dhammapada. Now, Dhammapada. You can say that title a number of different ways. I know I do. <laughs> um, now, Dhammapada. The name came about in sort of memory of um, how I used to hear the word now growing up. It was a sort of exclamation my mother used to say when she was basically trying to bring her her mind to a sort of a sort of collected attention. So, for example, you know, if she had been talking to me or somebody, and then it was now time to start baking a cake, she might finish the conversation with me or another, and then just say now, and then turn to the task at hand. So now, Dhammapada is that, but it's also, you know, uh, a reference to the now, which is always, always, always available when your attention is brought to whatever it is you're doing. Now, the Dhammapada, the Dhammapada, the Dhammapada is basically the teachings of the historical person, commonly called the Buddha, that lived about 2,500 years ago. This historical person taught for like 45 years in the north of India along and up and down and around the Ganga, the Ganges River, um, in the foothills of the Himalaya at times, but then, you know, kind of on the other side of the, of the river, as it were, were, but still in the north of India. For 45 years, this person practiced meditation, practiced ethical living, practiced uh, teaching. And the Dhammapada is something that was recorded hundreds of years after the time of this historical Buddha, and it's a very aphoristic, you know, short, pithy set of lines that in most ways distill key teachings of this Buddha, of this Siddhartha, Gotama, other names for the Buddha. Now, there are many translations, versions of the Dhammapada that you can easily find. And I've read a lot of them, looked at many of them, um, English and otherwise. It's, you know, English that is my language. And so I would be speaking to you in English, obviously, but also referencing English translations of the Dhammapada. The Dhammapada is part of the Pali canon, um, but it's been translated and interpreted in many ways. And so, you know, I felt I really needed to kind of put 
the Dhammapada into language that made sense to me, and hopefully this is a benefit to others. So that's what this podcast is all about. Um, I've written a interpretation of and translations of the Dhammapada. And so with each episode, the plan is to read um, pretty much in numerical order uh, my interpretation of a translation of uh, one section of the Dhammapada. There's 423 by most people's counts of um, these aphorisms, these sections, these lines, however you might want to call them. Um, so with each episode, I'll focus just on one of these 423-odd aphoristic teachings that in many ways, in many ways are just um, pieces, but sort of fractal pieces of the teachings uh, of the Buddha. And it's quite complete quite complete in terms of being instructions on how to remind yourself how to live. And by remind yourself, I mean, you know, memorizing, for example, is not going to uh, release you from any sort of discontent beyond having to you know, read the Dhammapada, <laughs> uh, which is to say you have to practice what these uh, words um, are sort of pointing at, you know. Um, but they're a helpful reminder, and um, other listening, practicing, reading will be required for them to remind you fully. Okay. <laughs>